What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Murder Board Podcast. This is Interrogations, the sideshow where you get to learn more about us, for better or for worse. But it's up to you to figure out if we're telling the truth or not. I don't know why I write these pre-show things. I just think they sound cool sometimes. Then I actually say them, and then it doesn't really sound cool. (laughs) Anyway, I'm your host, Walter Williams III, as always. But with me tonight, we have longtime co-host of the podcast, Miss Zaria Martin. Welcome to Interrogations. This this is the second episode we've done. Um, The goal for these shows, like I said, is for people to learn more about us personally and just how we are as people, because normally we're either talking about movies or we're saying words that I clumsily wrote while on the toilet. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so first of all, because me and Sheldon just kind of got into it with our first episode, but I do want to take some, before we get into it, we talk about our topic tonight uh sorry how do you like the podcast how, you know what, what do you think about it what you've been on it for about a, a over a year now i think it's terrible and the co-hosts are are rotten people <laughs> <laughs> like what do you want <laughs> spills tea spills all tea no uh but no i like it um because a lot of the times like when we talk about movies uh like when I watch it, I get something, but there's a lot of times where someone else watches it, it gets something totally different. So, it, I don't know, it's like, I like it because I hear different perspectives of the same movie that we all watch. Same, same. But a lot of the times, it's just us against you, and that's always hilarious. It really is. <laughs> and I was thinking about that the other day, and I was like, I really gotta start. Like, I ask you guys, and then I do get, like, requests. Like, I feel like um, definitely Roderick has requested some that were movies that we're doing later on uh, in November. Last year, I took some of your rec. I think I took some of your recommendations, but mostly the movies that come from just me trying to fit a theme for the month and then just throwing them in there. And then I go to Shelton and be like, all right, did these sound okay? Because sometimes I don't want to be like repetitious. Like I know last year, a big thing that I learned is that I don't want to like put you guys into one genre for too long. Like, yeah. we did the slasher thing, and by the time, you know, that was, like, what, five episodes long? And by the time we got to Halloween, everyone was burnt out. It was just me and Shelton going, so, yeah, Michael Myers, huh? And then <laughs> it didn't take, it, it, then we were kind of just slagging, and then we got to scream. We were like, all right, finally, some energy is back here. So I realized, one, I got to start mixing things up, which I think I did a fairly good job. And I, I like. Say, I would say like keep the themes because those are fun. Like the themes are co- pretty cool, um, but just don't have like close themes, close together. Stagger out the themes, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely a big lesson. But yeah, love having you on. Um, man, oh man, it, it's it's been, it's just been. So, I can't believe it's been this amount of time since I know. we started. I know. And I, I only started to talk about 13 Reasons Why, and then here I am. Yep. <laughs> here we are uh, talking about our topic on the murder board tonight on this episode of Interrogations. We are talking about something that me and Zarya have always talked about since I, we've known each other. But we're talking about the DC Universe, which I'm oh, excited. Yeah. Cause it's like a it's like an ongoing conversation we have like almost like every month. Like at some point during the month, we're like, so yeah, DC. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And it's like I really don't have anyone to talk about it because everyone's on 
Marvel, not trying to dog Marvel. Marvel's pretty cool, but I'm just like, you can, you can dog them. I'm just like, it's DC as well. Like DC, pretty cool too. Before we get into everything, I yeah, we we we've talked about DC a lot actually on the podcast. We've done two episodes dedicated to two DC characters. Me and Javon did the Dark Knight last year, and then earlier this year we did Joker, where we kind of talked about it. So we're we're, we're gonna try and not repeat those two shows because they were about those characters and those movies. But um, we're gonna broaden our minds here. That's a a line from. I think Batman 89. Let's broaden our minds. Yeah. Um, so that's there's I'm gonna be inching in like a bunch of quotes from DC movies. But uh Zarya, how about you start us off with um you're you're a DC fan, right? Like you said, over Marvel, you're more of a DC uh fan. Why is that? Why why do you like DC so much? Because um well it was the first comics that I've read, and so um I just kind of just stuck with that. And um I don't know. I just kind of like the whole like uh, secret identity stuff because in Marvel, like people know who who they are, like on the street, like like oh, it's Thor, like just randomly walking to get a coffee. But like people pass like Clark Kent and don't know that's Superman somehow. Or, <laughs> and I'm just like that. I don't know, like. I just like the whole like detectiveness of it. It seems more mystery, more uh, seen through a detective's eye. That's what DC stands for, Detective Comics. So, um, so yeah, that's why I like DC over Marvel. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, like okay. So I grew up, and I think at heart I'm still a Marvel guy, still a Marvel boy. Although I have grown very critical. Uh, I haven't read Marvel comics in a long time, but I keep up with what's happening. Um, I'm completely lost of what DC is doing right now, as far as comic books go. Like, I just kind of—I could never really keep up. I just kind of read what was coming out at the library. But uh, Marvel, I was—I was—I was just more familiar with Marvel, you know, growing up with the Spider-Man movies, and I—I I actually read Marvel comics. But like, when I say I'm a Marvel fan, comic book-wise, I mainly mean that I'm a Spider-Man and X-Men and Fantastic Four guy. Because those are the only ones I really care about. I've never really cared about the Avengers until the movies started coming out. And even as movies are out now, I, I still don't really care too much about the <laughs> Avengers. I'm sorry, Avengers fans. We can we can argue about it one day. Uh, I would love to cover an Avengers movie on here. I know Solo really wants to do one. But, Wait, uh, we haven't? We have, we've only done WandaVision, and that was a bonus episode. And oh, wow. Yeah, I... I get requests to do more, but I'm like, yeah, cool, we'll do it. And then I see a horror movie. I'm like, well, we can scoot this to the back. I am going to like tease, I keep teasing it, but like next year, I'm definitely like season four of the podcast. We're going to get into more superhero stuff. But um, right now, we're talking about DC. As a DC person, I think uh, as I've gotten older, I've really grown to respect DC. Um, I only read, much like with Marvel, I only read, like, a specific characters and kept up with them, and um, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but, like, other than that, I, I, I knew, I've always known DC for, like, big mega stories. Like, Marvel has crossovers, and they have events, but DC has, like, mega epic stories going on all the time, and so their characters are usually larger than life, 
But I can say, like, as I've gotten older, I've really learned to respect DC for two reasons. One, DC overall might have the better track record of movies. I know Marvel, the MCU is a beast on its own, but, like, even they may have more movies also. But as a collective, I think DC has more of an impact than Marvel does when it comes to pop culture in film-wise. But, like, as a brand, for me, I really learned to respect DC because a lot of its characters are really interesting on, like, a psychological level. Like, it's really cool... I find it fun to try and figure out what a DC character is all about. While with Marvel, they usually give you like one thing and then that's what the characters are about. And that can be interesting. Like I said, I love Spider-Man. I love, I love the X-Men. I love how their characters are, have that conundrum, but there's just something interesting about a DC that they really make you work to figure out what these characters are about. (laughs) You know, they do. (laughs) Yeah, again, they really took the whole detective comics thing really seriously. They don't really give you any clues about what these characters are. You got to really dive in. And uh, I think, yeah, I, like I'm still in Batman mode because I've been doing nothing but Batman all year. I've just been like started with the DC like uh, cartoon uh, animated movies. Mm-hmm. And then I was like rewatching the movies. Even in, when we did Joker, I was like, I was rewatching all this and now. I'm really, I've been actually watching the animated series of Batman uh, slowly, but I've been watching it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm really deeply in Batman mode and I need to get out because everything I think about now just reminds me of Batman. But uh, uh, yeah, is there any, here's my other question. Is there anything that you don't like about DC? I guess one thing I do, I don't like is like uh, cinematic wise is how everyone has an idea. Like, there's not, like, with Marvel, there's a central, like, plot. Like, the movies go together and whatnot. With DC, this director has this idea. This director's pulling from this comic. That It's like, like, yes, it's, I'm all for, like, outside movies and whatnot. But um, Marvel kind of spoiled me with having the continuous timeline. And so that's what I guess, I, I guess that's what I don't like. But then, I again, I understand why DC doesn't do it. Because there are, like, different variations and, like, there's different, uh, like, comics and all of that, whatnot. Um, But, yeah, just all the different directors. And uh, I don't know if it's more DC more than Warner. um, But a lot of times they don't listen to the fans. The directors listen to their heart and not the fans. And I'm just like, okay, well... Which is, which is interesting. <laughs> That's an interesting thing. Because, like, okay, so DC versus Warner Brothers. Um, I think both of them mean well. Yeah. But Warner Brothers, because they are, you know, a company, they are they're really trying to stay on top of trends here. And because Disney did what they did in 2012 with the Avengers and, and how they just kept going. It really begs, like, they, they panic so much at Warner Brothers when it comes to <laughs> And I'm not even gonna lie, like this is even before Disney became Disney with uh the MCU, like before Marvel Studios, because a lot of the older, like I said, like DC has much of a bigger impact on film because Superman in the 70s was really huge. That yeah. was that was huge. Even in Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, Flash, they all had their separate TV shows mm-hmm. in the early uh 60s and 50s, and so they've been in the public eye more. While Marvy, Martin Marvy. 
while Marvel <laughs> is, uh, I think when people really go back and think about Marvel, it is pure 60s because that's when Fantastic Four, X-Men, Spider-Man, all of it was in the 60s. But DC has beyond has gone beyond that. And it's when Warner Brothers is always panicked when it comes to their movies because they can't ever make a sequel to save their life. Oh my gosh. They they can't. They they just they can't keep us straight. The one one thing always derails these uh Warner Brothers in DC, like the Batman series. Batman eighty nine did really well. People really enjoyed Batman Returns, but what broke that whole thing was that the marketing of it, the parents went up against it because it was too dark and, you know, they didn't think the kids were comfortable. Okay. How do we rectify that? Let's, let's cast Jim Carrey and make it a comedy. <laughs> and the rest but, I mean, is... it's Batman. Batman is dark. He is but... not, he is a gloomy man. He is a gloomy rich man. What yes. do you want him to do? Like sing happy sun kisses and rainbows? That's not Batman. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, like, you know, I think because a lot of the DC characters are much more campier than Marvel. Mm-hmm. So you have that leeway. You can go light or dark with them. But, you know, you do, you, I think it all just a turn. <clears throat> it depends on when, like, timing. Like, you know, uh, Batman 89, it was dark, considered dark for its time for the 80s and 90s, early 90s. But it was it was still campy, like it's still campy, a movie. And I love the uh, Batman Returns because it's so like it is that is a dark movie. But then you get to like Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. And it was like, OK, we're back into Adam West territory. And it's like, uh, what, 1995? We're kind of past this. <laughs> R.I.P. But yeah, right. I totally understand. Because a basic point is that DC and Warner Brothers they they panic a lot, and that they're they're so busy they're so busy arguing with each other that they don't listen to the fans whatsoever. <laughs> All right, so um, I think I think I agree with you. That might be something I dislike. I, I think as a as their heroes, like I said, they are more campier. While Marvel, they Marvel kind of really made everything scientific, but I think the biggest thing I dislike with DC, especially when it comes to their movies, is the vision of the characters. And you know, like you said, directors have a vision, but the studio has a has a quota that they want. And but then again, fans see the characters as they see them, so it's really hard. I think it's much harder to. Um, adapt a dc character than a marvel character or any other comic book character because mm-hmm. there's such high expectations like i i remember me and savannah and children were talking like you gave me a dc movie i would piss off a lot of people because it will it would be so so minimal and it really depends on what character you give me but like i know i will piss someone off uh but like yeah it's just they're just they just seem like such a hard cast of characters to deal with. Honestly, I find it impressive that they keep writing stories for these people over and over again. <laughs> like they're such good concepts, but it's really hard because you. I think I don't want to like blame the fans either because I got in trouble with that for Star Wars. But like, I wish fans would really uh, open up a little bit more when it comes to the film adaptations and like yeah. okay. The whole Zack Snyder thing is my biggest thing. Like, I never really 
like Zack Snyder when Man of Steel came out. I actually hated that movie. But then as time went on and, and I started really, really, I just kept rewatching it. I love Man of Steel. Like I thought it's a, I think it's a still a good on the, on the nose with the Jesus thing, but like it's still good movies. And I love the action scene at the end, but what was everybody pissed about? Superman doesn't kill people and he, he snaps Zod's neck, which can, which can be debatable. I've always known Superman to kill people because he's protecting a whole planet. So I was to say, there's like a storyline where um, Superman kills one person and it changes everything. And I'm just like, well, yeah, I'm like, Superman does kill. Yeah, like he would, yeah. To, he would need to kill Brainiac or Doomsday. <laughs> you know, y'all want to be slaves? <laughs> so you know that that whole thing and i i really enjoyed i really have come to really uh appreciate Zack snyder and his directing style especially with watchmen and batman v superman again he makes such controversial movies that really shouldn't be controversial they're just faithful Honestly. to they're just really faithful to what happened he just modernizes it he does some he just he uses his Zack Snyder skills and he's Zack Snyder's all over it. We're going to talk about Zack Snyder a little bit later, too. But uh, let's get into the characters here. Do you have characters that you want to talk about Talk about real quick? Well, I do want to talk about um, Cyborg because that TikTok really had me thinking, like, oh, my gosh, yes. They give Cyborg the same story, like uh, the car accident. Or what, is it a car accident? Yeah, like a yeah. car accident or something. And then his dad, like... He already lost his wife, but his dad is like, no, I can't lose both of them. So he makes Cyborg or Victor into a cyborg. And then Victor thinks he's terrible and he's mad at the world because he can't play football. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's just a moody teenager the whole time. I'm just like, yo, can we get can we get to cyborg when he's accepting that he's a cyborg not when he's like adjusting anymore like we get it he has to adjust but like in every movie he gotta adjust <laughs> like like my favorite depiction of cyborg is teen titans because he seems he's like he's like yeah i'm half robot and boom 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 like yeah he gets into his moments but it's hardly ever Seen. He's seen more as more accepting and yeah. if not modifying himself to be better. Um so yeah, that was yeah, Cyborg. Uh I just want more of Cyborg besides his origin story because there's so much more you can do with him. And he does so much more. It really is. Like, you know, uh I really think the and we're talking about specifically for the folks listening out there. Uh, we we came across uh, we came across a TikTok earlier about a, uh, some guy was telling us that um, basically the new version of Cyborg really only has one story, which is his origin and him adjusting to being Cyborg, which has been done in the Zack Snyder Justice League. It was done in the New Fifty Two when he re- I think the New Fifty Two really made Cyborg mainstream because before then people only really knew Cyborg if you watched the Teen Titans. TV show, and I guess he was in some of the comics. I think he might have been in some of the older comics. Um, yeah. The comics I remember, Cyborg wasn't really there. It was always like Wonder Girl or uh, Wally West, or maybe even like uh, the little uh, Arrow dude. Man, what's his name? <laughs> Roy. Roy. Speedy. That's that was Speedy, that's uh, Speedy. Roy. He has like, Roman. yeah, he has so many different names though, because he goes but by like 
Yeah, he does. Yeah. He, he goes by Red Arrow, I think. Red like, Arrow. He, he's like Arsenal, like when yeah, he loses his arm. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> One of the most uh, messed up characters in the DC universe. That guy is the definition of mental illness. So they just do him so wrong in every like, iteration. It's like they, it's like they were sitting in like the room. It's like, so what can we do? Like, how can we mess this kid up? Well, <laughs> we can take his arm away. I love it. Put it in. Kill his mom. <laughs> I love it. Put it in. <laughs> We could have Oliver just throw him out in the streets again. All right, let's do it. All right, like, let's go. <laughs> justice was, for Roy Harper. It was like they just give they just gave Roy all the trash cans. Like he was like like man, <sighs> for real. Like Young Justice was like my last draw, and I that's a good show. But I was like, they're gonna stop doing this to my boy Roy. Like leave him alone. I would do not condone this slander. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Cyborg, yeah, he definitely like po- post New 52, he's only really have an origin, which he's a cool character. I personally have never really cared for Cyborg that much, but uh, and I, that's I, because of his storyline. I feel like if he had more, people would care more. Probably, yeah, yeah. Because like in Teen Titans, like you said, he was cool and all. Uh, I was more of a, I mean, I have my thoughts on that original Teen Titans. My memory of that original Teen Titans is not the same as most people's, not the same as yours. Like, I know you covet that series. Like, it's a, it's a great. For me, I it was like, it yeah, like, for me, it was always on, and I thought it was cool. <laughs> and I, I, got, I understood the drama aspects of it and how they took the character seriously. But I've always saw it as a goofy show. Like, to me, it was really it was still comedy, and I, you know I pissed people off because I'm like, yeah, I like Teen Titans, but I prefer Teen Titans Go because they're funny. While I just thought the original series was just goofy, but they had some really good action scenes in there. But um, we'll t- I think we'll talk about more Teen Titans a little later on. Um, who else you got on your roster there? Um, let's see. I have the Robins, or specifically. How I really don't like Damien. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you do. I know you do. But get into it. But, get into but, it. But, but my perspective has changed because I've been following like the storyline of his friendship with um oh, Superman's son. Yeah, John. yeah. And so that made me see Damien as less as a spoil as less of a spoiled brat and more of human. I'm just like, oh, he is capable of liking people. So. And that, with that storyline, I do like me some Damien. Outside of that storyline, I still don't like this kid. Like, I don't. Like, he just gives off. He's an asshole. brat. He's an asshole. He's, he's, yeah. he's Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne's parents dying never changed who Bruce Wayne was. Like, he's a, he is a pretty much who I imagine Bruce Wayne to be as a child. Just petulant and annoying, which is how the Gotham series kind of uh, did it <laughs> in the first couple of seasons where after his parents died, he's depressed and all. But then he starts channeling this like darker, like, quote unquote, darker, like pretty dark Batman side <laughs> where he is like, um, how do I explain it? Like the first like three seasons of Gotham, you have him teasing being Batman, but is the the way the actor did it and the way they wrote a story is that he split into three instead of two so you have bruce wayne and then he's developing that playboy attitude that we know bruce Wayne to have mm-hmm. like he's he works on that and he that's kind of where his assholeness and that's 
very Damian Wayne-ish, where he is kind of like just a an annoying little brat, which I a love. Nuisance to society. Yeah, but then they also bring in the whole the emerging of Batman side of him. But like, yeah, I love Davy. He's just of course so, you do. <laughs> he's just so cool though. He's like he was raised by ninjas. <laughs> I love I love how he's so like antisocial too. Like he doesn't really like talking about anybody except like Dick Grayson <laughs> or Ralph. Which, which that is my favorite Robin, Dick Grayson. Like I actually want to name my I actually want to name my first son Grayson. And it's gonna be because of Dick Grayson. Great name. I hate. I've always. I don't say I hate the character because I've grown to like him. But I never really liked Dick Grayson that much, even as Robin, as Nightwing. I think I like him better as Nightwing because he's more of a leader. But like, I just thought him as just like goody two shoes. Like he's the same reason I was never really into Captain America until the movies, where he was just like righteous to the extreme. Is what I viewed. <laughs> You know, that's just kind of how I describe their characters. But uh, it, it, it just, like, I, I know, like, he is the Robin. He's the definitive Robin. But I was, like, never really interested in the dick. As people call him, dick. I always <laughs> called him Richard. Richard. Because I, I hate that nickname for Richard. Like, where did that even come from? Some asshole in the 30s, probably. <laughs> But like Dick Grayson, like, you know. I could just, just imagine, you know, that old Richard over there, <laughs> been a real dick. <laughs> By George, I think you've thought of something. <laughs> Quick, what's the thirties? What's the thirties thing for copyright? Do we just write it on a stone? <laughs> I don't know. Spread the word. I think they just spread it the word. Yeah, spread it. they just spread the word. Literally, they had to like spread it. <laughs> 1930s but yeah richard grayson i like his story though i like the fact that he's like an acrobat and me too dick grayson has some cool aspects of him i just hate that he is like constantly and i think this is this is what i think this is what most people hate about uh damien now because damien they dc's been doing all these future comics where they like start off i think they stole it from x-men but like they start off in the present and then something happens and they skip to the future and so this is what the team looks like. And recently, they have been focusing a lot on Damien and John uh, mm-hmm. as like heroes. Like right now, John has become Superman. John Kent, who was fairly new, uh, but as he was Superboy, now he's Superman. And then I know in the future, Damien is the one that's supposed to be Batman. A while, uh, Batman disappeared. And so it was Dick and Damien because Dick had his own little bat costume, which I thought was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, most people don't like the fact that Damien is going to become Robin. I, as much as I like the character, I don't think he should become, not Robin, but Batman. I don't think he should become Batman. He just seems like he needs to be his own person. Yeah, I'm about to say, by this point, like, yeah, he need, he like needs to be something new. Like, yeah, I, I could see, like, yeah. wanting to continue, like, the Batman legacy and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I feel like by the time Damien comes on, like, he should be, like, his own hero. Yeah, like, you know, Robin works for him as a child, but, like, I don't think he should grow into being Batman. Like, give that, that's still, that mantle still deserves to be to Dick Grayson. Like, they should still give it to him. They just mm-hmm. need to make Damien, like, you know, give him, like, a bat bat thing or, or give him a different nocturnal animal to be. <laughs> you know? The raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? That's just as intimidating as, like, Calendar Man. 
Yeah. Okay, Calendar Man's pretty cool. Well, I'm not gonna say he's cool, but like he's pretty terrifying in these new iterations that I've seen. Like he's, he's the bald man that likes the count. He, I don't know. Batman villains are so cool because they're just they take the smallest thing and draw the biggest inspirations from it. <laughs> like I think isn't there a villain like there's like like a parasailing villain like he's like, I don't know. Kite man. Kite, Kite man. man. Yeah, it's like. I love Batman just gets like the whole random where it's like, oh, there's a kite in the sky. That's a that could be a villain for Batman. Yeah, oh, the penguins are so cute. That's a good that could be another villain. <laughs> the writers were like, they, they literally like they they bought an a Mad Libs thing and then they only did the first <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Condiment King always cracks me up. I'm the Condiment King. But he only has ketchup and mustard, which irritates me. He doesn't know other condiments except ketchup and mustard. He should just be Ketchup Mustard Man or, I don't know, Ketchup Man. Or How about just must- seek help? <laughs> like... That works too because how did we get here? <laughs> Point to where you villainize condiments. How did we get here? For real, like you gonna make me the most dangerous sandwich ever? Like <laughs> that's Gotham for you though. Like that's Gotham in a nutshell. They will take the smallest thing. Like Calendar Man cracks me up. Dude looked at a calendar and then tattooed the months on his head. And then just start murdering people. You, why did you need that reason? Just murder people. Why did, why did, you, why, why did you need the months? If he really needed to go, and, if he really wanted to go and murder somebody, kill him. Okay, hold on. First off, disclaimer: I am not condoning murder. Oh yeah, I mean this is the murder court though. But yeah. I'm not condoning. But I'm just like, if you really need like getting tattoos of the months, <laughs> so you could kill people, just kill them. You could have got a sticky note. It's like it's all around his head. It's like January, but they're, they're abbreviated though, so it fits. But it's still hilarious that he just has the tattoo. He wasn't that committed. Oh god. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you have any others that you want to? Uh, or we've we've gone through um, Robins. You said I forgot the others you said. Um, I I started off with Cyborg. I said Robins. Um, uh oh. Uh, the new thing about what is it, Tim? Oh, Tim Drake. Yeah. Cause, okay. So I'm so I'm one of those people. I'm in Facebook groups. Um, and so and so I'm in a DC one. When it came out that Tim was bisexual, oh the oh the homophobes were were not having it. I'm over here like it kind of adds to his character. It actually gives me something to read about more because. Honest, okay, to me, Tim was just kind of like there. Like, he's a good Robin. He's not like, I don't like yeah. dislike him, but he is just kind of there. So, this whole new, I don't even think it's new, but this development or like confirming his sexuality, I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Let's, let's get it. And so, I'm just like, I like it. Like, I have no issue with it because me, bisexuals exist. So, yeah. what makes you not think that superheroes can't be bisexual? So I'm just well, like, yeah, like yeah. you know, I'm I'm pretty sure Catwoman has been bisexual since the day she was drawn on the page because, like, 
there's been so many. I was I I understood how people were like, oh my god, this is real now. But like I wasn't surprised because even when I was reading uh comics like back in middle school and Tim Drake was the like the the new Robin. They were not in the new, like when they rebooted again for like the umpteenth time, they were using Tim Drake a lot. Mm-hmm. And him and Connor Kent has had like you know the original Superboy, like clone Superboy. They have a they don't have like a, a romantic relationship, but they were always flirting. Like it, I always thought them of them as like, okay, there's something going on. Like you know, the writers are doing some here. Like they're often paired together. Like Connor and Tim Drake just kind of as characters go together, and there's it's always like kind of hinted at that Tim had some feelings toward Connor, and Connor was just a, a himbo. So you know. I was not surprised when they finally took the jump and said, yeah, this is who Tim Drake is now. I was like, okay, cool. They finally said it because I'm pretty sure him and Superboy have had many of myriads of sleepovers. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I like Tim Drake. For me, he was always the, like, the replacement Robin to me, though. Like, he's the only Robin that feels like a replacement because he's after Jason Todd, who was oh, my yeah. favorite Robin. My yeah. favorite Robin has always been Jason Todd. And like, you know, so after Jason came Tim and then Dick came back for a while and then Tim just kind of became the like I always understood Tim as like the smartest of all the Robins because he is that detective. Like if Dick's the strongest and Jason was like the most uh wild cardish one, Tim was like the actual detective when you know Batman started being an actual detective again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah that whole development with uh, Tim Drake was a it was it wasn't surprising to me, but I'm glad that they finally did it, and it just makes me think, okay, so um, we bringing Superboy into this too or no? I mean, Tim has had relationship with girls too. Yeah, um, I think I think he's I think he's dating like this just just this normal boy, or because like something happened and then the guy Robin was there. Well, Tim Drake's Robin was there, and the guy was like, "Can you tell, um, or like if I don't make it or something, can you tell my friend Tim, yada yada yada?" And so Tim was like, "Yeah, I'll let him know." And then, um, I think later on that day, or like a day later, Tim goes up to the homeboy's house and then like asks him out on a date. I'm just like, "Oh, yeah." I just think of uh, you know. Hulu would love love Victor, love Simon, love Tim. Like <laughs> make that spin off today. Oh man. All right, uh any other characters you got? Um just want to make sure. I think that's about it. Like if you have any more and I like if you get to yours and I have one, I might just be like, Oh yeah, that reminds me of so and so. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. Cause um I got my main, my main four uh, of when it comes to DC characters. Number one, Batman. I feel like you know it's cliche, but like you gotta love Batman. I, yeah, I, I think I have two Batman shot glasses. <laughs> drink like that's my dude. That's my dude. Yeah, love. Gotta love Batman. Uh, I think uh, I love Batman because I love what his villains mean. And I'll get into more of that a little later. But like I love yeah, Batman is just a cool dude to like really look into. But uh number two, my main guy, he was my uh, Batman's my favorite, but like my actual favorite is the Flash. 
whatever, mainly Wally West, but like any Flash, I'm down for. I love me some Barry. Barry's my favorite. <laughs> Blonde Barry. He's just, oh man, the Flash is just so cool. They have the, they have the coolest powers, the coolest stories, honestly. Oh yeah. They're just like that is that is pure DC. It's just anything with the Flash. I love any type of Flash story. I think I we have went... a Flash shot glass too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have one of him though. I have one of him. Oh man, I need to get one because uh, my number three, number three, we we just talked about him. But Robin, I've always loved Robin. Any version of Robin, I have a a heart for. Like I said, Dick Grayson's my least favorite, but Jason Todd, love me some Jason Todd. <laughs> I I hate the fact that they killed him, but you know, after, if they haven't killed him, he wouldn't have become the Robin that we know. Like Batman's like one of Batman's like biggest regrets. And I yeah. love, I just love the story of Jason Todd, how he's just this, this street kid. And then, you know, he becomes Robin and he's good, but he's got this chip on his shoulder and he's a smart dude, but he just overextended himself. And he, unfortunately he does die, but then he comes back as the Red Hood. And now he represents, not only does he represent Batman's like biggest mistake, but he represents the absoluteness that Batman is always dodging. Like, you know, it, you could you could argue that Red Hood kind of has the right idea, like you know, mainly with the Joker because they all they're all connected that way. But like, kill the Joker. He's killed so many people. One life wouldn't won't change anything. And Bruce is like, no, I can't kill. I can't do that. And Jason's like, look, I will kill everyone if you like just kill this guy. But uh, I just love I I just empathize with uh Jason a lot. Um, and then my number four is Superboy Connor Kent. I've always loved Connor. There's been like a, a bunch of Superboys now, and I know John is like the definitive one now because of his yeah. leather his leather jacket. But well, we all know Connor. Connor in his cargo pants and his black shirt with the the red symbol, him being part Lex Luthor, part Superman. You can't not Connor. I love him in Young Justice though. That 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 is a cool definitive version of a modernization of him but i also love him in titans as well he's just a nice he's just a big baby <laughs> gotta watch titans oh my god oh, i still have to watch it i still have to watch it i know it is so so it's so good well i want to devote an episode to titans and i'm gonna talk about it a little bit on here but like one day you'll see on the, the podcast feed people titans and it'll just be me like gushing all about titans because <laughs> it had such a bad rap when it first like came out like when i do even, remember that i remember that like the trailer came out and everybody was dogging it and i was like no this looks like comic book titans to me they just changed the story around you know it's not in space they just put it on earth because it's the same thing rachel or raven goes looking for nightwing or robin and they start that starts the journey and they find starfire and beast boy and they all start to come together that's yeah. essentially that about comic to say, book. that that's yeah about to, that's the um i forgot which comic book that was but that's literally the or that's the origin of it because raven had a vision yeah and then she's uh got with dick and then Domino. history yeah they just instead of it being in space it's on earth <laughs> like people were just losing their shit but uh yeah people argue that season two is the worst I can see it because season two takes a lot of time to repeat a lot of stuff. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, half of the episodes in season two feels like a waste. 
mm-hmm. because it's a lot of flashbacks and a lot of just like nothing happening. But a lot happens in season two that I absolutely love. Jason gets a great storyline in season two. I really like what they did with Deathstroke. I'm glad to see one of my favorite characters. I'm so mad I didn't bring this up earlier, but like one of my favorite characters in DC Comics are like is Jericho. I don't know if you know who Jericho is, but I know, uh, yeah, yeah, he's he has a cool power where he can like basically astral project and possess other people's bodies. But you know the caveat being that he has to protect his own body unless you know he can't die or let. Or yeah, he but so he's on the episode of Teen Titans in the fifth season. Oh, um, seriously? Yeah, he's like it's um yeah, cause Ray I think Raven found him and he's like in some astro plane. And I... so yeah, he yeah he's a he's a pretty cool person. Love Jericho. He's in season two of Titans, and he has a he has a pretty emotional story. Um, played by a trans actor and a deaf act like trans they're trans and partially deaf. So it was it was such a he was he was one of the best parts of season two. And I hate when people like drag season two for being terrible. And I'm like, no, they they just had a different way of doing things. Some of it was pretty like needless. Like a lot of the stuff with Dick Grayson in season two is one. It, it's true to his character. He just kind of sits around until someone tells him what to do. But like that's true to his character in the comic books. But like, yeah, I, I really enjoyed season two. But season three is off the chain. Gotta, I love Titan season three. It's it's I Red Hood. So many people rave about the third season. Like they are like, yeah, the third season is lit. I was like, I haven't even seen the first episode yet. No, you gotta watch it. Uh, you gotta watch it. It's season three is off the chain. It's it kind of acts like a small reboot, but like it's so good. It's so good. Um, but enough about Titans. Let's get into some uh some bigger stuff here. Let's move it right along. Do you have any uh comic books? arcs or storylines that come to mind when it comes to DC? Like, what what do you uh, remember or covet? What uh, storylines that you really enjoy or don't? Um, I've always read Wonder Woman's comics. Uh, like, especially, uh, like, her origin story. I haven't really read, like, the revamp of it. I think it's been revamped. But, um, I don't think, which one was it when I was in middle school? I don't know, because, like, the one that I read, there was one, because um, there's, like, two main ones. The first one is, like, she um, she comes from the mascara, and she runs into someone named Diane Prince. Um, and so they basically, Freaky Friday, not Freaky Friday, Parent <laughs> Trap. Yeah. Parent <laughs> Trap. Um, and so, but she doesn't, be, like, become Wonder Woman or whatever. I mean, she doesn't become, like, uh, Princess Diana or whatever. Uh, she just disappears. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman takes on um, takes on her, like, persona for her, like, I guess, alias or whatever. And so that one doesn't really, like, get talked about a lot because a lot of people focus on the whole... Um, um, during some war, it depends because, like, uh, with the it's... live action movie, this yeah. the it's World War Two, and I think it's World War Two in the comics too because that's like when it came out. In the comics, um, it's World War Two, but in the movie, they bumped it up to World War One because Captain America. Okay. World War Two already. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's a she has a um animated movie to where I don't know which war it is but it's not World War II because it's modern 
Yeah. Um, I don't know which war it is, but tre- um, Trevor Noah. That is not Trevor Noah. Steve. Steve Trevor. Steve, Steve. Trevor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Steve Trevor comes Trevor in. Noah. <laughs> uh, Steve Trevor like comes in like his plane like lands on the mascara. And that um, she stay like she saves him, and this, that, and the other. He gets like in prison for coming. It's like, how did you get here? You're not supposed to find us, um, and whatnot. And then she ends up going back with him. So that's the storyline that a lot of people know and whatnot. So I always feel like I always liked how she has like two different origin stories. Well, a lot of people have different origin stories, like over time. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the thing I think that gets me though is like how there's so many origin stories for like a single character. Like, like this author was like, well, I kind of want his origin story to be like this, or I want her origin story to be like that. But then also with Wonder Woman, uh, which I really wish that she would become more popular, uh, her sister Nubia. Oh, uh, yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah, see, a lot of people have heard of her, but a lot of people like know her so i'm just like i, I kind of wish that she would be like in more movies yeah and not just in the comics or like read about because a small percentage of people actually have read about her and whatnot i'm in that small percentage but yeah um i'm sorry what was the original question i kind of went off on a tangent no you're good you're good we're just talking about the uh that comic book art and storylines that you uh, remember or think of when it comes to DC. You, yeah, you're talking about the uh, the Wonder Woman, basically like her origin, and then the one where she switched. Oh yeah, those are, those are arts that I remember. Um, there's also because yeah. like now all of my knowledge is blending with like. TV show and movie knowledge now. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Because, like, um, I know, like, a lot of TV stuff. I realized this uh, when I was just thinking to myself a couple of days ago. I was like, there's no really, there's not ever a comic book movie or TV show that adapts a story straightforwardly. <laughs> they always just take pieces of it and then just, like, forge their own story. Like, Marvel is the worst at it. Like, the MCU, none of that is a comic book accurate. They just take little moments in scenes and throw them in there. DC, they're a little better at it, but uh, either way, you, you really you rarely get a comic book story that is wholeheartedly uh, accurate to that story. Like the only one I can think of is uh, Daredevil on Netflix, where they took the third season, and I guess the first, the first and third season, both of those were pretty uh, restricted to a certain comic book they were building on. I actually want like at least one movie that does stick to the comic book just to see how it's compared to like if you take bits and pieces of a cop- of a comic book. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could argue the Amazing Spider-Man two, but that's a lot of that's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> that takes like uh, I think they throw in too much other stuff for it to be that accurate. But like, it's only one comic book they're really working from. But uh, definitely. I must say, I'm not really familiar with Spider-Man. Um, I think my granddad had, I think, because I think they're, I think my granddad had one of the comics where DC and Marvel collabed, and I think it's Spider-Man versus Superman. 
Maybe. I know they had, I think it's Amalgam, I think. But uh, I think that was in the 90s where they were, everybody was scratching for money at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he has that one. I didn't read it, though. But I just know he has it. Yeah. Um, as for me, I was writing down, like, stuff that I like. And I realized most of it is Batman. <laughs> Batman storyline. <laughs> Again, not a movie. No movie really adapted it very well. But, like, okay, so... I'm gonna name them off, and I'm you know I'm not really gonna get go into it much. I think if you want to know more about them, look them up, people. If you're a DC fan, you would know what I'm talking about. But like number, I want to spotlight one that I really fall, fell in love with this year. Um, I have I haven't read this comic like back page to page, but I I am going to before I die because I really want to like know about it. But like it's the most interesting thing to me. So if you remember when we did Joker, I was like, you know, Joker is not necessarily my favorite Batman villain because I find this other character much more interesting and that being Harvey Dent. And so uh, also I mentioned it when we did The Dark Knight, but like Batman The Long Halloween is so interesting and so fun to like go into. It essentially it is the origin story for uh, Two-Face, but it also is like the or it's, it's like the first stepping stone into Gotham being the crazy city that it's known to be because at the at the start of that story Batman has only been Batman for like like maybe a year or two and I think that's what the the new Batman movie with uh, Robert Pattinson is going to build off of but like after that you know he's been you know there is there is a Joker but he's not super well known he's not like celebrity villain status and all these young you like you know basically batman is just getting rid of all the mobsters that's his main focus but then once you get rid of all the mobsters escalation happens and now we're getting costumed freaks you know we're getting penguins we're getting mr freezes and then out of the woodwork comes uh bruce wayne's close friend harvey dent who becomes harvey two-face and i i really enjoy that story um but the other ones i enjoy the dark knight returns that i spilled about that during joker love that a little else world story in Batman versus Superman. Uh, Batman Hush is one. The animated movie is quite bad, but uh, the actual like story is pretty interesting about this mystery villain who just kind of copycats all the other villains to trick up Batman, and it requires him to be a detective uh, to be a detective. And then uh, Batman Death in the Family, the the death of Jason Todd and what that does is classic. Uh, then we're moving away from Batman, I got Flashpoint Paradox because uh, another great one. That is a good one. I mean, I guess that's a Batman story, but like it's most, it's mainly a, a a Flash story. It's it's just such a a fun time travel story, and uh, I like I like I like that I liked how they did it in the Flash TV show Arrowverse, but like it was only relegated to like three episodes. It should have been oh, like yeah. a whole season. Instead, they went for the Earth Two stuff. But uh, it, yeah, and I, I, they keep saying the movie that's coming out. I think what next year with Ezra Miller and uh, all the other stuff that there is. It's basically Flashpoint, but they're like, oh, it's not completely Flashpoint. Which again, no comic book really adapts a storyline fully. So I think they're using Flashpoint as a reference, but they got their own little multiverse story going on there. Is there an animated movie of Flashpoint on HBO Max? 
Yeah, that one. Yeah, the animated movie, the animated stuff is pretty comic book accurate. I, I guess I mean like live action. They don't really ever adapt it fully. Oh yeah, no, no, they don't. They just take like certain scenes and make sure it's in the movie. But um, other than that, we got Justice League Tower of Babel, which I'm surprised we haven't seen this at all. It was almost a movie. Um, if you're familiar with this, uh, it was a uh, Justice League movie that was supposed to come out what 2004, three. With uh, Adam Brody, uh, Army Hammer, and a bunch of other like actors that were coming up at that time as those characters. It was basically, um, if you don't know Tower of Babel, basically it's uh, when Raj Al Ghul gets revenge on Batman by stealing his uh, data from the Batman computer, which contains contingency plans to get rid of the Justice League, uh, just in case any of them go evil, which Batman, nine times out of ten, one of them goes evil, mainly Superman. So Batman has a plan in place, and Rajal Ghul steals those and uses that against them. Uh, and the movie was almost uh, based on that. Um, other than that, we got Teen Titans, uh, their biggest story, which is the Judas Contract, where a hero infiltrates the uh, the Titans at the behest of Deathstroke and takes him out from the inside large part of season two of titans used that storyline uh teen titans the tv show used that storyline with tara that was season two with tara. that's why i hated tara oh my god <laughs> yeah i cannot stand her such a good story though it uh, is it is a very good season yeah like it, it's it's i think it's tara in the comics um and then yeah in the show they use tara in the live action show titans they use um they they go at it differently they use jericho and then they do it again with Rose, which is Jericho's sister. I'm not spoiling anything because you don't you, they again, they don't adapt it fully. But the character that infiltrates um, like it's, it's, it's so weird because season two is so weird. But like they, they use they basically use three characters in the storyline as that character that infiltrates. At first, it's Jericho. Then it's Dick because he infiltrates the family. And then it's Rose in modern day with Jason. And it, it it's it was done really well. It's just kind of hard to explain. But if you they know the story, season one of Teen Titans too. Uh, uh, season at uh, towards like the middle to, to like almost the end of season uh, one of Ti- of Teen Titans. Um, uh, Grayson was working with um, Blade, but he was just doing it just to try to get the one up. But Slade, well, Deathstroke. <laughs> Got, ended up getting the one up still yeah yeah, so, yeah. De- deathstroke is badass man he's one of the, the most ruthless characters in dc ever um i don't know if you noticed but uh, or know this but um you know when bat when ben affleck was uh batman he had a movie that was uh about to be made and the villain that they had was uh deathstroke and the movie, the concept and the script they wrote is so good, but Ben Affleck was having problems mental health wise and addiction wise and all the Zack Snyder stuff with Justice League was happening around the same time. So it sucks we didn't get this movie. But like, so the basic story is that after Batman v Superman, things have laid the rest. I think Superman is still dead. And this is after Suicide Squad, but basically Batman just becomes like number public enemy number one. He's being targeted by all these assassins. And then Bruce Wayne, all his assets and everything just start getting attacked like financially and his public image. And he's like, 
who is doing this to me? And it gets revealed that it's Wade Wilson, Deathstroke, who has this like grudge against Batman. And it turns out that I think they were going to use Jericho as well. I don't think he, he probably wouldn't have had his powers, but basically Batman accidentally it co- finds out he accidentally killed this child and his child was the son of this super assassin Deathstroke. <laughs> and I thought that was so cool because then uh, the that whole... would have been a really cool movie. Yeah, like because then the whole movie, they explained that Batman was having to wrestle with the fact that he actually killed someone and didn't even know it. And it, it was shake up his entire character. Meanwhile, he's being hunted at every turn on both sides of his identity by the same person. And I thought that would have been so, so awesome. But especially if it was Ben Affleck. But like, we will never get that movie now. He's a pretty but cool Batman. I love it. He's my favorite live action Batman. I like I like Batman best when he is dad, when he is a dad or like mm-hmm. a um, paranoid dad parent, which is why I really I feel like they're they're inching into it. But like all these movies of Batman have just been Batman. And I'm like, come on, bring yeah, in the Bat is, family. I want to see dad Batman. I do want to see live action dad Batman. I want to see. Yeah. I think it's time. I want to see. I think it is time for that. Like we've had enough like single, non dad Batman. I think it is time to move into um, Batman by Bruce Wayne as a father. Yeah, like we need we need to bring in Robin. We need to bring in Batgirl. We need to bring in um, just the Bat family. You know, I think. I mean, Robert Pattinson. He's gonna kill it again. They're going off of the. Uh, quote unquote. Uh, I think they're going off of the uh, the long Halloween and Hush storylines for yeah. that movie specifically, but then they're also saying it's in the Joker quote unquote universe, sort of, kind of, sort of. But then they also call it Earth Two. And DC right now, they're just kind of doing whatever with they're letting directors do whatever because they don't have a plan. But exactly. if they, if, when they eventually get things on track, I really hope they don't. <laughs> we don't need another young Batman. Give us a Batman discovering Dick Grayson for the first time. Give us that movie. Like, yes. Give us, and then, like, you know, make it a trilogy. Make it all about Robin. Like, I don't mean not all about, but, you know, I just want Batman to have a different motivation other than my parents are dead, which is his motivation. But, like, what it would, I don't think the world really knows film wise what Batman is like when he has another person to look after in the field. And him contemplating or touting that line of using this kid and uh, helping this kid. Because that's a cool concept that we haven't gotten yet in the movie. Right. Yeah, that's my little rant there. Okay, um, we're going to speed around here because I do need to end. But um, let's dive in uh, into our uh, to TV and movies and stuff. Um, just give me your, like, try to keep it to, like, a few sentences. One or two. Gotcha. But um, Arrowverse. We talk about this all the time. Overall view, favorite show, least favorite show. Uh, within the Arrowverse, my favorite show is The Flash. Um, my least favorite show is Legends of Tomorrow. Same, same here. Although <laughs> I, I stopped really watching all any show from the Arrowverse after Arrow went off. Um, and I didn't even really watch Arrow that much. I stopped after season three, after the whole Deathstroke stuff, but I just couldn't take it anymore. It was just, 
don't know. It's the CW. If you know the CW, they have that whole rule or like curse, basically, that if a show's popular enough, usually after uh, season three, going into season four, where it starts to suck, <laughs> like everything just kind of shuts down. But uh, yeah, definitely. Favorite, favorite is The Flash. Although Superman and Lois premiered this year. Fantastic show. I have not seen that yet. All so. the episodes are on HBO Max. You got to take time to watch this show. It's amazing. It's so good. I hear, I hear. It, it is more of a reboot. They, they're not fully in the Arrowverse at this point, but like it is, is, is a fantastic show. It's Daddy Superman. Superman has a dad. Hello, people. It works. <laughs> it works so well. Uh, I love. I also love that Lois is on the same level as Superman as well. Like she has, like she's a she is the star of the show, and I love Lois Lane getting. That, I do uh, like this Lois. I do like the Arrow versus Lois Lane. Yeah, she's cool. Um, what do you got? What else? You got any other uh, shows you want to sh- uh, highlight? Uh, not in the Arrowverse, but anything you know? We were talking about Teen Titans earlier. Any other? Movies um, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, the animated series. Um, oh, yeah, you did watch is, those. Yeah, that is like up there. Like, it's like, yeah, it's up there with Teen Titans. Actually, I think it's time for me to rewatch it. <laughs> it's like, it's like in the cycle of stuff that I'm rewatching because I'm rewatching Degrassi. So, along with Degrassi comes Justice League. So, yeah, I think it's about time for me to rewatch it. No, 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 it's not. I have to finish Avatar. And then, um, but yeah, I like those two shows. What else? Uh, and then I did like Black Lightning to an extent. Um, I think I touched on it in one episode, uh, where because, like, one thing I did that did not, I didn't like was the villains in Black Lightning because the villains in Black Lightning it kind of played into like that black trauma stuff, so it kind of played into like, oh. Well, this villain is supplying some type of drugs to the kids on the street in yeah. this in this um, low-income neighborhood, yada yada yada. While Flash is defeating someone who is super smart to where they can destroy everything. Definitely. Like that was that was my thing with Black Lightning. I hated the vil- I hated the villain. Well, really, the villain. Um, I kind of stopped watching after the second season. I think there's a third season. I just haven't seen it. Um, but I did like the first season outside of like the villain aspect of it. Uh, what else? Uh, it's, not, it's not a show, but I, I actually did like the Wonder Woman movie, like the first one and the second one. I did like that. I did like the second one. A lot of people didn't really like Wonder Woman 84. Um, I thought it was that, decent enough, but it just, I don't think it's that good. <laughs> Like it was alright. I think Kristen Wiig saved it. Yeah, hers. Yeah, hers. Cheetah. Cheetah. Yeah, she was Cheetah. Yeah. Hers. Cheetah really was a fun watch. Um, that's about it. Yeah, that's it. Teen Titans, Justice League, Flash, Green Arrow. Oh, I like Green Arrow. Oh um, uh, yeah. Actually, I saw somewhere where the guy that played Oliver in the Arrowverse, Green Arrow. Um, he was like, if Netflix wants to um pick it up, I'll be down to do it. But I'm like, dude, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's like God at this point, according to Crisis. Like, oh yeah, yeah. 
I'm I'm glad Arrow ended. It needed to end because they were going some wild places. They were really giving him Batman stories, and I was like, I I can't take it. They, like Rajal Ghul came in there. I'm like, okay, why? It, it was weird. It was weird that Batman does not exist in uh, that that side of the Arrowverse. In like, that side of the Arrowverse, but then they went to like they went to like a different Earth, I think. Yeah, and it was there was like the whole Batwoman pilot thing they were yeah. doing. Yeah. And then, that so yeah, <laughs> I was weird. I was it was very it's, it was very weird that there was no Batman in this Arrowverse. So yeah, they did kind of treat Oliver like the Batman, like he he was Batman. I was like, okay, that's okay. I guess if you wanted to give Oliver <laughs> some more cred, go go off, sis. It was a cool show. It was just uh, after the whole Deathstroke stuff in season two, and then season three. They started adding, adding. They started adding all these sidekick characters, which was cool because I liked Roy. I liked the little sister becoming a, an archer as well. But like, I think, and I think this is what the Flash is suffering with now, is that for, at, at these DC shows, they're just their solution to anything is just adding a a new character from the comics, and it's like, can we focus on the ones we got here? <laughs> like that's my only like gripe with these shows at the moment. Like I don't really pay attention to them much other than the Flash. And I Superman do and Lois. That uh, way with yeah. uh, Allegra in the Flash. Yeah, there's so much not needed with the the, the the they be piling on the cast members and do nothing with the cast at all except <laughs> stand around in a room and tell Barry motivational. You can quotes. do it. Yeah, it's like Barry's almost damn near thirty. He doesn't need motivational quotes. He needs a W two because he's been working too damn hard. Not a W two. All right. Uh, because we got to get out of here. Just some quick things I want to highlight before I do our outro here is, uh, again, Young Justice, Teen Titans Go, and Harley Quinn, three animated shows that I absolutely love. Definitely want you guys to recommend it, especially Harley Quinn. It is so funny, and they put it on uh, Adult Swim not too long ago for a while, and it's it's just such a funny show. It really does get Harvey, not Harvey, it really does get Harley's character right, but a big, like, point of that show is definitely poison ivy which makes me really yeah. want a poison ivy to be back in the movies and somehow so i'm praying fingers crossed that they end margot robbie's uh reign as uh harley quinn with a uh with a um gotham sirens we're bringing in catwoman and poison ivy um and then uh another thing recently i had listened to on hbo max because they're just full of all the dc stuff they have batman the audio adventures it was so good. I recommend you listen to it or just kind of like play it while you're doing cleaning or something. But like I will listen to it on my way to work. But like it is so good because it, it's it's, a, it's like a it's, it's basically a podcast, but it's it's a Batman adventure and it's, it's a full on like serialized story. So you got to go from episode one to the end. But it's really good. It's a lot of celebrity voices that you will recognize, like uh, Kenan Thompson plays uh, Gordon and uh uh, there's so many other people. Like a ton of SNL people are on there playing Batman. How do you watch? How do you listen to it? It's on HBO Max, so you kind of have to like watch it, but you can you're listening to it basically. But HBO oh, Max, okay. Batman: The Audio Adventures, 100% recommend. It's so good. Um, other than that, uh, I had some movies in here, but I think we're gonna save those because we might do them on the podcast, especially Zack Snyder's Justice League, but and uh, Batman v Superman. But other than that, uh, I think we're gonna end tonight. So, Zarya, thank you for joining me on this second episode of Interrogations. Thank you for having me. 
Yes. Now I hope the I hope you guys out there listening will know a little bit more about me and Zarya as DC fans. Uh, we're we're gonna do a part two of this because DC Fandom is coming up and this yes. is coming out. So look for that episode. But uh, that's our show. So thank you for listening to the uh, podcast. And uh, you can find more of the Murderboard podcast by following us on Instagram at Murderboard underscore pod and on Twitter at Murderboard the. There you can ask questions and leave comments about the show. Please don't forget to share the podcast with family and friends. You can find us on most of your favorite podcast networks, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the upcoming Murderboard YouTube channel and right here on Anchor Podcasts. Uh, don't forget to rate and review, and that way we can get the podcast out to even more listeners and build our Murderboard community. Also, consider supporting the podcast and help sustain future episodes such as this by hitting the support slash link button down below in the show notes. Or you can join our official Patreon. There you can gain early access to new episodes and videos and bonus episodes uh, and much more Murderboard content. Right now, if you join, you'll get a personal shout out as an added benefit. But the shout out does end September 30th. So that's coming up very soon. Oh, actually, no, it's done now because it's October. So uh, <laughs> sorry, that's getting cut. Uh, so uh, if you really enjoy what we do and want more and want to help us out uh, and so we can continue to produce more of the podcast, then head over to our Patreon and subscribe. Uh, look, for, look for new episodes on Fridays and Sundays and we'll catch you again on the murder board. You can say bye if you want. <laughs> good night or good morning. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out.